Thank you, Kyle. Let me express all of you what a joy and privilege it is for me to have this opportunity to come and share with you today on this beautiful Palm Sunday. I'm very much aware there are many people that would be more deserving, but none could be more appreciative. It gives me an opportunity to renew a lot of old friendships and to meet new friends. And I've been so impressed through the years with this wonderful church, and I'm so delighted the great leadership that Kyle is bringing to this church at this particular time. As I walked in today, I not only saw Max Matthews, who was a member of the First United Methodist Church of Andalusia, where I began my ministry in 1967, but I brought with me today Dr. Craig and Susan Chapman, my physician in Montgomery, who've come down to be a part of this service this morning. For Craig and Susan, I'm very grateful to you. And looking forward this afternoon to the dedication of the McKay Christian Life Center. And I give thanks to God on this special day for all that Hayes McKay meant to me across 43 years. This is Palm Sunday when we celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into the city of Jerusalem. And next Sunday, of course, we celebrate the greatest day in the life of the Christian church, Easter Sunday. And today I'd like for us to focus on the entire Holy Week, and I want to share with you a scripture passage found in the 16th chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 24th verse. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And whoever wants to save the life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will find it. Let us pray. Almighty God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of thy heart be acceptable in thy sight. For thou art our strength and our redeemer. Amen. One of the most popular entertainers in America today is a lady by the name of Dolly Parton. She was born on January the 19th, 1946 in a cabin on the Little Pigeon River in Sevier County, Tennessee. She was one of 12 children. Her father, Lee, was illiterate. He could neither read nor write. I've always loved the story that she began her singing career in the church. A maternal grandfather, Jake Owen's church where he served as pastor. She began when she was six years of age. And not long ago, she listed her top ten favorite hymns. That she had loved and cultivated through the years. Most of those hymns would be the favorite hymns found here in the city of Dothan. Hymns like Amazing Grace, the old record cross. There's power in the blood. 
But she wanted everyone to know that her number one favorite hymn was one entitled, When We All Get to Heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. When she graduated from high school in 1964, she moved the following day to Nashville. And there she became almost an instant success. You know her favorite hymn, favorite songs, Line to Five, Jolene. She had songs that were very popular throughout the country music world. And as she became much more popular and made a great fortune, she never forgot her roots back in rural Sevilla County, Tennessee. In 2016, when the terrible fire swept through the Smoky Mountains, especially in places like Pigeon Forge, and people lost their homes or they were severely damaged, she went back home and gave $10,000 to 900 families. Friends, that's $9 million to help them rebuild. Two years ago, when the coronavirus swept through our nation, she went to Vanderbilt University in Nashville and asked if she could give a million dollars to help them develop the Moderna vaccine. And it was she who went out of the way to establish the Imagination Library in honor and memory of a father who can neither read nor write. And today she has already sent over 185 million preschool books to children around the world. As I thought about her life in recent days, I thought about so many virtues of Holy Week, of Holy Week that we need to always remember. And I'm going to share these with you this morning very briefly. The first is humility. I've always been intrigued that the word humility comes from a Latin word which means fertile soil. Think about that. And there's nothing more precious in the eyes of God than a humble servant to provide a fertile soil for the Christ-like spirit to dwell within them. She had a fertile soil spirit. And she was open to the spirit of God in her life. And all her life she has been unapologetically Christian. Supreme model for humility as we think about Holy Week can be found in the life of Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul, writing to the Philippians, said, He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.
And when the writer of Hebrews wrote about, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and encourages us to focus our eyes on Jesus Christ, he says, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And he speaks of Jesus who endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. One of the most popular parables in all the Bible is a parable of the Pharisee and the publican. You know that story. The Pharisee, his very name meant the separated one. He was the one that interpreted and preserved the law. He was a true patriot. And as he went up to the temple that day to pray in his litany of self-congratulations, he explained, O God, I thank thee that I'm not like other men, extortioners and just and adulterers, even like this tax collector. He said, I fast twice a week. I give a tithe of all that I possess. But in sharp contrast, the publican, the tax collector, one of the most despicable men of his day was so ashamed and filled with guilt that he stood afar off and he cried aloud, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus, in his infinite compassion, said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. If everyone who exalts himself shall be humble. And he who humbles himself shall be exalted. I would say to you today, as we move through the Holy Week, that all of us need a good dose of humility. I was watching the Final Four on basketball game on games on television last night. And some of you sports fans know that the Greatest award that any high school player can get in college high school ball today is to be named a Parade All-American. But the sports announcer said that among the four teams that are playing in the Final Four this weekend, now two teams, that not a single one of the four teams, not one, has a parade All-American on that team. In recent years, Auburn and Alabama, they've had these parade All-Americans, but it says something about humility and doing things for the team. Would be your pause to think that, that all four teams and the four final teams in the national championship race, not one, has a parade All-American. Second thing I want to share with you today is that we need to be people of perseverance. Apostle Paul did not pitch any pity parties, but when he writes to the his letter 
To the Corinthians, he reads, he writes about all the things that have happened to him through the years. He writes about being shipwrecked, beaten, stoned. He writes about having a malaria or thorn in the flesh. But he doesn't pause and offer us any pity party message. He does the opposite. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. In that same epistle, he says, brethren, I do not look upon those things of the past and all these things that happened to me outwardly. But he said, I strive for the goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We need to be people of perseverance. What do you think it was like for Dolly Parton to be born a family of 12 children? And all the hardships that she suffered along the way. But one sure thing she did, she persevered. Most of you can recall that many years ago we had a very popular children's television program in America. It was Fred Rogers, a Presbyterian minister, that played the part of Mr. Rogers in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just after he died. And I picked up a copy of the Pittsburgh paper, and they were writing about his death, and they had interviewed his wife, Joanne. And Joanne was quoted saying this, Mr. Rogers always kept in his wallet a little folded piece of paper which simply said, there's no one you could not love once you've heard their story. There's no one you could not love once you've heard their story. I loved Hayes McKay because I heard his story. Hayes was born in Bernie, Mississippi, attended elementary school in New Orleans, and when he was just a young teenager, he moved to live with his father in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. He joined First United Methodist Church, a youth program there at Fort Walton, and had a transforming power on his life. And he decided that he would attend college at Huntington. A few days after he arrived at Huntington, he walked into my church office applying for a job as youth director. He had such long hair I could hardly see his eyeballs. But I told him he would have to get a haircut where I could see his eyes at least. But I asked him about his spiritual gifts. I said, what spiritual gifts do you bring to this job? He said, I love to play tennis. <laughs> and I love to play basketball. 
you have another thing? Yes, I, I love playing on the church softball team. I gave him a Bible and a prayer book. Told him he needed to be close to both of those and read them, and he did. It was overnight that our youth program at Whitfield became the best attended youth program in the city of Montgomery. He had such a magnetic personality that kids were drawn to him. And we grew leaps and bounds. When he graduated from Huntington and enrolled at Candler School of Theology at Emory University, he took a job as the youth director at First United Methodist Church of Opelika to be near the Emory campus. He did a great job there and was there that he met and fell in love with Mara. And it was 40 years ago, nearly 41 years ago, May 15th, I believe, 1982. I officiated at that wedding at the Beulah United Church about 15 miles east of Obelike. I remember it like it was yesterday for several reasons, but it was a beautiful day and they had taken the windows of the church and raised all the windows that I could see cows moving outside in the middle of the wedding. God bless them and their family of Trey and Lindsay and Lily Grant. But when he graduated from Emory, he made his way back to First United Methodist Church of Montgomery, where he served an additional six years. Our church was so strong when he was there. And eventually he was greatly blessed to be able to come to this Covenant United Methodist Church. And I want to say to you that as he ministered to you, you ministered to him. He did not have all the advantages of most typical families. So you reached out in love and affirmation and encouraged him. What a great blessing you were to him through the years. An Indian proverb years ago said, let God let me not criticize my neighbor until I walked a mile in his moccasins. And one thing I'm going to take home with you today is that someone like Hayes, who did not have the strongest family from which he came, you as a church became his family. You supported him, loved him with unconditional love. And for that, I will be forever grateful. The third thing I want to share with you today is hope. Not only do we think about humility, not only do we think about moving with persistency, and faithfulness and loyalty to this Holy Week. But we also think about hope. 
When Dolly Parton listed a favorite hymn, she listed one of her close seconds. My hope is built on nothing else than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, a solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. We are Easter people. We believe in the power of the resurrection. We believe in the truth of those words that we will share next Sunday. I am the resurrection, the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus is the focus of our lives. And while I share with you today that I believe with all of my heart that God has prepared a place in heaven for all of us who put our faith and trust in him. I also would share with you today that as we share the Easter story next Sunday, Jesus not only promised us eternal life, but he promised us a transformed life and transformed support in this earthly life. You know, we live in a broken world today. There's brokenness all around us. And I have discovered as a minister through the years, as much as I believe in the power of the resurrected Christ, that we also need to celebrate the power of the transformed Christ. Johnny Oliver, a member of our church, the First United Church in Montgomery, often said to me, Carl, when you have children and grandchildren, it's like having your heart walking outside of your body for the rest of your life. When you have children and grandchildren, it's like having your heart walking outside your body for the rest of your life. When they hurt, you hurt. When they rejoice, you rejoice. And I've learned as a minister that in those difficult situations of life, when we need the hope of Christ, that so many people sitting in our churches today, they are not trying to get to heaven. They're just trying to get through the day. They got so many problems, they aren't concentrating right now on going to heaven they're concentrating on how they can make it till tomorrow Jesus promises us his eternal presence he says to us as your days so shall your strength be lo I am with you always even until the end of the world he is our only hope in which we need to put our faith and trust. Several years ago, I stumbled upon a quotation that's meant a lot to me through the years. 
It's a simple quotation, and I would challenge you to remember today. It simply reads, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not protect you. I don't know what you've brought to this church this morning. I don't know what hardships you have in your life. I don't know your family difficulties. We have sometimes problems with children, grandchildren, even aging parents. And if you're one of these people that can't focus on the life resurrection because you're trying to make it through the day, let me reassure you this morning that the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not protect you. And as you go out into the world this Holy Week, let me encourage you to be people of humility, perseverance, and hope. Let us pray. Almighty God, we have come from different homes this morning, but we've come one in our need of you. And we pray that as we move through this Holy Week, that you would give us humble spirits, that we might truly be fertile soil for the Holy Spirit to take part in our lives. May we be people of perseverance as Paul of old. And we thank you for the perseverance that Hayes expressed through the years and for the great love and support that he filled from this congregation. And as we draw closer to Easter, may we be people of hope. In thy name we humbly pray. Amen.